Welcome to Funding the Dream on the Road. This is Richard Bliss, the host of the podcast. I'm joined here today. Uh, I'm in uh, Ontario, California, and we're meeting briefly with Tate Wu, who has a project currently on Kickstarter called The Battle of Red Cliffs. Tate, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. So, Tate, tell me about, um, this is not your first Kickstarter project. So, The Battle of Red Cliffs. First of all, tell us a little bit about the project. Uh, the Battle of Red Cliffs, uh, it's a one-to-nine-player uh, Mahjong variant, rob me like card game and it's a very uh it's a fun game uh for filler and also for uh family and it doesn't matter if you have a small group of people or a large group of people uh, it's uh it's a uh, great and easy to learn card games for everyone okay now um it's based on you said kind of a mahjong rummy type hybrid tell people who aren't familiar with mahjong because uh you're from taiwan mahjong uh, is very popular there so Give people an idea of what Mahjong is. Well, Mahjong is like you get, uh, well, the, there are different versions of Mahjong. And we, when the game started, you get like the 16 or 13 tiles, and you try to collect a set of three tiles. And, and when you have uh, all, your, all your sets in trips or straight, and you, you, went, you went around. And uh, the game is, uh, Mahjong itself is very random. And a lot of people, uh, Feel uh, it's, it's too random and it's, it's uh, sometimes it's too much of a, a chance and luck, and also uh, people who love mahjong want to uh, play it uh, when they travel. Uh, so I I kind of uh, with with that in mind, I try to create a card game, uh, a two player card game, so people can uh, bring them uh, bring the game with them on the trips or they carry it, take it to the work, uh, just you know just have a little fun. And the, the game, it's uh, I redesigned it. Uh, has a uh, a recycle system. So all you need is five cards on hand. We don't need to have so many cards. And uh, so all you need is five cards on hand, so you can play it. And the game is short. Uh, it's about uh, the whole game after like four rounds, about twenty to thirty minutes. So that's for Tinsetry. It's a two-player uh, mahjong variant card game, and that was licensed to Zeman Games in the year uh, two thousand ten. Okay, so this, is, this isn't your first game, this isn't your first Kickstarter project, but this one um, you're, you're putting out there because you saw, because you said you've been traveling to China, Taiwan, designing gar- card games. They like to play a lot of games over there, and they particularly like to play card games and Mahjong-type games. And so you saw that opportunity. And so you licensed, you're saying you licensed this one, and forgive me for the pronunciation, what's it? Uh-huh. Uh, it's Tianzichue. Tianzichue. How'd I do? It's great. It's, uh, yeah, it's great. It's All right. All right. So you licensed this from Z-Man, and now you've decided to come out with your own version on Kickstarter. Uh, that's a, is it similar, or is there some differences here? Uh, it's the 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 basic the base uh, ideas. The basic idea is the same, uh, but it's for more players. Uh, it has uh, more uh, action cars and also have command cars so each player will have unique abilities and also because it's, uh, it's for one player and also it's for a large group of players so it has some uh, rule change so it will have enough interactions uh, balanced interactions and uh, uh, strategies uh, between uh, players and the gameplay so it's, uh, it's a little bit different. What inspired you because you've been doing this now for a while a couple of years what inspired you to start creating games on such a regular basis? I saw it, well, uh, I always like to create things. I mean, because I, I, um, I, I, I like to draw and paint, and so I, I like to create. And for games, I, I mean, I started to create 
uh, mazes, maze and a uh, little, little uh, very easy uh, dice throwing uh, games when I was very little. So I was, I was uh, always design games um, uh, from from long uh, from I don't know back when I was very little in Taiwan. And after I uh, I well, I was teaching uh, computer class in Gardena High School. And from that time, uh, I'm not saying the teacher has a lot of time, but you know, I have time. I have kids, you know, who likes to play. And I thought, you know, maybe I should continue. I should, you know, design more games. So maybe the kids will play, and maybe they could, you know, play this for me too. So I, I started to uh, work on more games, and uh, I taught two years, and I I left school and I travel. I go uh, travel in Taiwan, China, and because my my father is in Shanghai, so. I stayed uh, a, a, uh, for a few few years with him. So I uh, over there, I I do more. Uh, I design more games. I actually publish some games and license a few. So that, that's pretty much how everything got started. So interesting that you're you're talking about as a teacher, you're teaching computers to high school students, and you're seeing a way to uh, have them play some of the games. You know, most older generations think that just kids all they want to do is play video games. Are kids really that interested in playing board games and card games and that type of thing, or are they just? How come that? It's, it's all about video games, isn't it? Uh, there are people, there are students, uh, like loves uh, video games. They they uh, go online and then just stay there, you know, hours and hours. But there are, uh, I don't think that's everyone because, uh, well, not every, uh, all kids have a computer, and I think. Um, not a lot of people like to. Uh, a lot of kids like to play sports, and uh, some people just study. Uh, so I don't. Uh, I don't think that all students play video games. And then, and when they see me, uh, you know, doing some uh, prototypes, and they're they're interested, and they just you know, you know, kids just want to have fun, so they just you know just play whatever I have, and they're they're great help. Not they're not necessarily uh, be able to help you to. Uh, Give you uh, advices or, or uh, changes, but you know from the way they play, and I could get a lot of feedback, and it's it's fun. Well, interesting. So now that you've uh, you've got a Kickstarter project out there, it's called the Battle of Red Cliffs. It's got eight days as the fun as the filming of this. It's got eight days to go. You're about thirty one percent of the way there. Yes. Yeah, you're uh, you're trying to uh, to make that happen. Uh, what uh, what's Let's suppose this one doesn't fund. Do you have a plan B? What, do you bring it back, retool it, and put it back out there? Um, actually, not uh, because I, I this is my second time uh, launching the Battle of the Cliffs. So if this is not funded, uh, I would work on other games because uh, it just uh, the game is complete, and also all the graphic, all the works, and also the the rule books is all done. And, but I mean, it's just it it is. Uh, I, I hate to see it not published, but uh, it's it's not fun. To, I just feel like it's just you know the public just doesn't have enough interest uh, to uh, to see the game in the market. So I'll probably work on uh, another game. Something. Well, the good news is is that even if you do work on another one. When that's when successful, you can always still come back to this because you're saying that you know everything's pretty much done. The artwork is is fabulous. How did you find an artist? Did you did you do that or did you find somebody to help you out with that? I have someone did an illustration, but I do all the graphic works. I do the layout for the box and the rule books and 
and yeah, pretty much everything. Just try to save, you know, every penny. Sure. Well, it looks it looks fabulous. Um, when you talk about so, if it doesn't fund, are there some things about Kickstarter that you feel that? Um, and you just said it that maybe the 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 audience isn't ready or the market isn't ready. Uh, how effective has Kickstarter been for you? Because you've successfully funded before with a previous project. I think you raised six thousand dollars for your previous project. Uh, is do you see Kickstarter changing? Uh, is it getting harder to do a Kickstarter project because there's so many games out there? Or what's your take on it now that this is your second time? Um, I think uh, Kickstarter is a great platform for uh, for inventors, and I. I think there's a, a lot of opportunity for for everyone, and you just have to be ready. Uh, you just have to have your uh, information, your your rewards, uh, your price level, and your video done as as uh, as good as possible. And I I know uh, I think I made uh, several mistakes on, on the uh, previous launch and for the pricing and also for the reward levels. Uh, so. Uh, for overall, for the Kickstarters, I think people are uh, they're looking into more. I think more gamers are on the Kickstarter. I think now, and so a lot of uh, gamers are. Uh, so you have to you have to have uh, games that that uh, that is designed towards uh, gamers. Uh, for uh, gamers, for like I think mostly uh, U.S. Uh, type of gamers like war games. Or uh, deck building games. Uh, well, well, sorry to interrupt, but uh, there aren't a whole lot of war games on Kickstarter. I mean, there was D Day Dice. There's not a whole lot of deck building games. I mean, there was Eminent Domain, but you haven't really seen a huge deck building success. Is it? Is there your game though? It's kind of it's a family game, right? It's yes. it's. Yeah. Yes. It is. It is. Uh, the the reason I say that uh, because I seen uh, I know there, like what I said. Overall, you have to be ready. Uh, you have to ha- you have a lot of preparation for uh, uh, to kickstart your games. Again, the the videos, uh, the introductions, uh, uh, the game has to be complete somewhat, and also for the price level. So a lot of people, a lot of project fail because of of that. And and but to be uh, uh, a real success uh, on Kickstarter, I just think that uh, war game, uh, not 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 because of D Day dies, right. but because of uh, Kickstarters are, I would say maybe eighty percent of audience are are U.S. residents, and and for uh, you know for the U.S. games, like games that developed are published by U.S. companies, there are a lot of war games, and there are a lot of uh, uh, car games, uh, trade, uh, like CCG, TCGs, uh, DBGs, and so the, this, that's how the the U.S. Uh, gaming culture. Okay. So I, I that's what I think. You know the Kickstarters are. Now becoming a uh, uh, large uh, uh, funding base for uh, U.S. U.S. type of uh, card games, especially especially for gamers. Oh, that's a valid point. That uh, the traditional games that are being attracted and getting the funding are games that people recognize. They understand the mechanics. They've done it before. Uh, and uh, that that would make sense. A lot of those games that are out there, it's just easy. Oh, I look at it, and it's like, oh, another version of Monopoly. Not that there's <laughs> another version of Monopoly out there. I've seen several of those fail, but yeah, that's kind of what you're talking about there. All right, and you've been over to China. You've uh, um, are your games manufactured in China? Yeah, yes, all of them. And there's a there's a growing um, popularity of Kickstarter board game projects of using China to do manufacturing. 
Uh, do you feel that you have a bit of an advantage because you have some contacts over there? Uh, yes. Um, while I was in, uh, while I was overseas, I uh, actually worked for a board game manufacturer, and for like two years, and from uh, from that I learned a lot of uh, about components and the production process. And after that, uh, when I uh, produced my own games, I, I found more more uh, printers. And it is a advantage for me being there because I can visit the, the place and know that they're actually your printers, they, how they uh, they're organize their, their process. And it's, it's quite important. Uh, I mean, just I know a lot of uh, 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 printers in China, they're, they're copying, you know, they're doing a lot of copy or bullet uh, game. So it's better that if you know the place, uh, you know the company, you actually visit it, and knowing that they're not going to steal your artwork or your game idea. So have you thought about, um, sorry to put you on the spot, but a lot of these games that are publishing, these people have no idea how to contact a manufacturer in China. Have you thought about representing and, and making yourself available to a lot of these Kickstarter projects as a representative when you're in China, helping them find manufacturing? Because right now, I know that the pop... Panda is the number one popular amongst Kickstarter projects, but I think they're getting a little overwhelmed by the number of response, and there's a need for additional contacts, I guess. Have you thought about that, taking advantage of that? Well, first of all, I, I, I did um, have a few people contact me. I always refer them to some uh, to somewhere else. And uh, why well, I, I refer them to Pandas, because Pandas, they know, uh, well, not all the, the salespeople in China, they speak English. And and also a lot of the Kickstarter, uh, they that uh, they 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 Kickstart their first game, and they don't know exactly how the process work. So I think the best person they sh they should talk to is Panda, you know, as a company. And I won't usually refer any printers because uh, I'm kind of putting myself on the line here, and I don't want to, you know, just whatever. The printer did, or you know, it's just uh, I don't want to create. Uh, I don't know, like I don't know how to say it. Yeah, well, we're dealing with first-time international yeah. printing reputation. There's so much that can go wrong. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so that, that's interesting. All right, where do you see things going? Uh, do you see uh, China is becoming tightly integrated in this Kickstarter thing? Uh, do you see a Kickstarter for China? Have, has anybody ever talked about that? Yes, uh, there is a similar platform in China also, and uh, uh, it's not um, well. A platform like this is really it really needs uh, support from uh, the population, from the, the the gaming group. There are gaming groups in China, but the games they bought they are copyright. I mean, like bootleg games. They're so cheap, and you know you you can sell. A, Especially for your first print, you know, if you're going to sell very, very low price, you, you cannot really print it. And so, uh, so what, what I'm saying is, uh, the similar platform in China, it uh, it works for uh, local products or some uh, maybe DIY or more cultural product, but it doesn't work for original design card game or board game. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, and then do you see Kickstarter, you're going to continue to be part of Kickstarter, even whether or not Red Cliffs uh, makes it, Battle of Red Cliffs makes it or not, you're going to keep coming back? Yes. Um, I'm, I'm, I will have a few, I mean, I'll, I have so many games, and 
and I am uh, working with uh, Eric. Yeah, uh, uh, with Eric. Yeah, and he's known as the the Yap Borges, uh, and we're working on a deck building game, and also I have other games that I have uh, been working on. So hopefully I'll have uh, you know a few more down the line, and we'll see. So the last question I have for you, um, and yes, Eric uh, Ber Burgess, Burgess, Ber Burgess. I already call it, yeah, I say Burgess. All right, e Eric, sorry, Eric, sorry, Eric. Sorry, Eric, sorry. <laughs> um, there's a question about when you put out a project, your first project was, your first project successfully funded. That's right. Your second project might not, and, I, and it's a lot of angst, right? There's yeah. a, lot of, a lot of pain. Emotionally, if you don't fund, does that discourage you from coming back? It, it doesn't. I mean, I, I know uh, the problem that I have uh, is maybe because the, the the goal is too high. I mean, there's so many unknown, and if it's not funded, it's just it's just again. It also be, maybe because of the game type, you know, the margin variant or Rami similar uh, like type is is not popular on Kickstarter. So it's just something I need to you know look into and. So you're so as we wrap up, as this project ends, you're just going to use this as a learning experience, retool, come out with something different, and try again. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Well, perfect. Uh, Tate Wu, Tate, thank you so much for uh, for taking a few minutes uh, for meeting with us, sitting down, talking to us, and sharing with us uh, some of your insights and ideas. I think it's been very fascinating. And well, I think a lot of people listening are going to be fascinated as well. Thank you, Richard. It's been a pleasure, and uh, hope your uh, trip will be fun and uh, be safe. And well, and have fun in Gen Con. Well, we'll have fun at Gen Con. And then, if for those that are listening, the project is called the Battle of Red Cliffs. It's currently on Kickstarter with eight days to go. The funding ends on August nineteenth, and uh, the artwork is fabulous. And uh, Tate did the uh, great graphic design. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on the road. This is our uh, update from Ontario, California. And we've been talking to Tate Wu, who has the game Battle of Red Cliffs on Kickstarter. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.